Cause this is Sports Life Talk Hey, hey You it with Sports Life Talk Life Talk Hot Topics yeah. with Sports yeah. Life Talk Come on So come and get you some Sports Life Talk They let us in the game Now we calling a shot Things will never be the same So forget yeah. what you thought Cause yeah. life without sports Ain't nothing but talk Go now Finally a show that makes your heart pound Profound Wonder what's running up through your thoughts now About to drown our podcast That be watered down Tell them clowns it's a new era And it's starting now I've told the strangers The five power rangers Approaching sports life talk From five different angles Get ready for the change up We done turned the flame up The topics that we bring up We about to blow this thing Yeah Let's get it cracking KT the head coach And Miss Manhattan Gemini Jones Hold the throne She be calling them out Mr. United Surgeon B. Jones The mouth of the south Athletes in the year of the week, we got what you need. We dropping what's hot in the streets from copping new sneaks to locals popping, doing big things. We got the tea, let Kimberly pull you a dream. Sports life talk, who is them? Went from not listening and now you're tuning in. If you're feeling what you're hearing, tell a friend, tell a friend. Thank you for listening. Let the show begin. Sports life talk, who is them? Went from not listening and now you're tuning in. If you're feeling what you're hearing, tell a friend, tell a friend. Thank you for listening. Now let the show begin. Alrighty, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Sports Life Talk, where life without sports is just talk. Today is Wednesday, August 12th. And with us tonight, starting lineup, starting five over there in the corner, we got Coach KT rocking the green, not the Macarena, <laughs> rocking the green SLT gear today. You're looking, you're looking awfully, uh, oh, that's the Mavericks, Sports Life St. Patrick's over there. Looking good. Looking good. Well, thank you, Gemini Jones. I really appreciate that. No problem. And in the middle here, we have Miss Manhattan, Katie. Hey, hey, y'all. Hey. Down at the bottom, I would say under me, but beneath me. Oh, that doesn't sound good either. That don't sound right either. (laughs) At the bottom, we have Mr. United, Serge. What's up? What's up? How y'all doing? Good with the grown man beard. Okay, you looking spiffy too. You know. <laughs> and then of course we had. Oh gosh, you've already started. The mouth of the south, Mister Yeet himself, Mister Level Up is levels to it. All of that stuff. B Jones with the fresh cut. I see you with the fresh line. Okay, yeah, you looking good too. Okay, look look at our guys, just looking amazing, just amazing. And of course, I am your host, Gemini Jones, rocking a new hairstyle today. You look nice as well, you and KD. You do. Yes. Yeah, I was, I was waiting on somebody to say. Yeah, I know. That's why. Right. Oh, okay. Rocking the earrings, rocking the new hair. Hey, it's all great. Absolutely. And if anybody is interested, I can be your quarantine bay. Oh. Okay. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, hey, we do need the hit. So, yeah, she's available. (laughs) Whatever. All right. So this is episode 56 entitled LT, which, of course, is highlighting none other than the former NFL Hall of Fame, all defensive everything, Lawrence Taylor and KD. 
Take it away with the breakdown. All right, y'all. So when you mentioned the initials LT, there's only one person that should come to mind, and that's Lawrence Julius Taylor. If you don't know or haven't heard about him, then the internet is your friend. You need to Google or go to mm-hmm. YouTube, or better yet, ask the players who were tasked to stop him. LT played for 13 seasons, all with the New York Giants. Shout out to Obey Jr., or I mean Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> LT went to the 10 Pro Bowls, was selected to the All-Pro team nine times, accumulated 132 and a half sacks and nine interceptions. He is widely considered to be the greatest defensive player in the history of American football. Although Taylor's accomplishments are many, he recorded his finest statistical season in 1986 when he was named the NFL's MVP, becoming the first defensive player to do so since 1971. That season, Taylor recorded a career-high 20.5 sacks, 105 total tackles, five passes defense, and two forced fumbles. I want to leave y'all with a quote from Taylor. 13 years of enjoyable times. I've done everything I can do. I've been to Super Bowls. I've been to playoffs. I've been a dominant force. I've earned the respect of players and people in general around the country. A player like this comes once in a lifetime. So my question to the crew is, do you see anyone currently playing who could be the next LT? No. There will never, ever be another LT. You never can't double. You could. You could. No. You couldn't double team this man. It was nothing you can do scheme wise to stop him. He was going to be successful. For once, I'm gonna have to agree with Kevin. LT. Now, I will say this: there are other players who will who will eventually accumulate the same amount of statistics and will also have the same ability to dominate a game as LT. But the name LT in the '80s struck fear in opposing quarterbacks only due to the fact that we've got smarter with how our bodies are and how science and stuff. But LT was at that time, I mean, it was a whole different level. You're talking about, hey, climbing, LT could do what he wanted to do in a game. It was another quote from him talking about how the game was in slow motion. That's LT. Yeah, LT. I like the New York Giants shirt there, KD. Good, good yeah. shout out there to Michelle. Wait, whoa, LT. whoa. Okay, well, okay. Well, okay. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I wore it because, like like the quote said, 13 years, so I put my 13 on. I like that. I like yeah, that. Yeah, sure, that's LB. why you did it, but great great job. LP is <laughs> definitely going to be in the conversation, no matter how long football exists, considered one of the GOATs on the defensive side of the football. So I don't see definitely anybody currently playing. There's definitely nobody that's relevantly really Khalil Mack? close. No, I mean, he doesn't make the same kind of impact. No, no. Same kind of, he's not putting fear in the quarterbacks. Like, they're, you know, game planning for LT was different than yeah. game planning for Aaron Donald or Khalil Mack and those type of guys. I don't think we've seen anybody that's come out of the league that's being able to play at that level yet. But maybe one day, but not yet. All right, guys. So I'm sure if you've been watching us for a while, you've seen the various color combinations of shirts that we have, your favorite teams, our favorite colors, all of that. So here is your... Kevin got on the Elf edition. (laughs) Well, you know, I could be rocking this for somebody that got nominated today. You never know. Yeah, okay. But it's for the Mavericks. There you go. Shout out to the Mavericks. All right, so this is your chance to get your favorite colors or your favorite team colors SLT shirt. And that is by correctly answering first on our website, the trivia question. And B. Jones, what is the trivia question for this week? 
This is a pretty simple one. When it comes to LT, you think about his whole life story. LT is the epitome of sports life talk, fam, because he had a great sports career, but we probably all know LT more for the life side of this thing, his ability to overcome his addictions and the battle with, with himself. But LT was drafted in the number two slot in his respective draft class. Here's a question for you. It seems as though there have been a lot of former UNC Tar Heels who ended up in football being drafted in the number two spot. I want you to go and tell me the names of the, any player that has played for UNC and how many of them were drafted with the number two pick in the NFL draft. And it's more than you, you think you probably know. Yeah. All righty. Well, there is the question. If you think you know the answer, then make sure you go to www.sportslifetalk.com and comment. And if you are first with the correct answer or answers, we will send you whatever Sports Life Talk color combination you choose. All right. So now let's move on to some local life, which is where we spotlight local businesses and local athletes in uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth area that are doing amazing things. So Serge, take it away with the athlete this week. All right. This week we have 13-year-old Zoe Matthews that plays for the number one team in the nation, the Solar 07 Girls. Rumor has it that it is about 5000 Yes, I said that correctly. $5,000 to sign on to the team. But I guess when you got skills like her, because, man, I sure did go and check out her IG, which is at Beast underscore Z3. Her footwork and her skills, I mean, for only being 13 years old and 5 foot 11 inches, is pretty remarkable. Yes. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I know. She's already, <laughs> hey, man, don't make me repeat that because I'm only 5'7", barely. So, so she's uh, taller than us, except no, Kevin. She, Kevin, how tall are you? 6'2". Okay, yeah, because I'm 5'11 right on so the she's dot. she's my height. Yeah, actually, I'm probably 5'10 and a half. 13 in your height, Pam. Does she hoop too, or is it just soccer? I, I, I mean, all I the highlights that I saw on her IG are all just soccer skills. I mean, you're talking about actual skills, footwork skills, putting the ball at a target, moving target. It's ridiculous. So check her out. Her IG is at Beast underscore Z3. Zoe Matthews. Looking forward to seeing her on television someday for sure. I just want to point out that my mom put me in soccer, too, and I could have been great, too, but it was hot outside, and I didn't want to do that anymore. It's always something with you. You can't make a layup. It's too high. It's just too much going on. So I just wanted to point that out, okay? Me. I could have been a soccer star, too, but, you know, whatever. All right, so it's time for the local business, and this one is on me. This week, I have turned the guys on to a new, well, it's not a new restaurant, but it's a restaurant in Dallas called All D's. I don't know if you guys have heard of it before, but it is an Afro-Caribbean restaurant. Y'all, the jerk chicken is just amazing. I haven't really tried anything else on the menu. I always get the jerk chicken with the cabbage and the rice and peas, as they say, but it's really rice and beans. The jerk sauce is just, it's that right amount of spice to me. I hate to say it, but it trumps island spots. So if you're an island spot person, you definitely got to try all these. It is off of Spring Valley and Coit. They have things like curry chicken, 
curry goat, coconut shrimp. Serge, you a fool. <laughs> <laughs> they have tilapia. They have all kinds of stuff. Um, oxtails. I'm not an oxtails eater. Um, but you know what I'm saying? So y'all check it out. Like I said, it's off of Spring Valley and Coit. I know before COVID, they used to have live music on Fridays and Saturdays. I don't know if they're still doing that right now. But you can eat in. You can take it out if you download their app then you can get 15% off of your first order. So hey, hey, Pam, don't yes. play though, because you know my wife going to have us going there. Right? Exactly. It's, it's hey. amazing. All these. Y'all check it out. Yeah, that's. I, I want to check out their page too. It looks it looks good. So, And since you've tried it already, it's definitely a have much for sure. Yeah, I usually I make the trek over there. I mean, it's not far, but I avoid the tollway, so it takes me a little bit longer to get there, but it's We're going to pull up on you. We're gonna totally pull up on you. To totally worth it. And it's not over, you know, it's not high priced, about $10, I guess, $10 to $13, depending on what you get. So good stuff. Y'all check it out. All right. So it's time for the kickoff question. So what do you what do you guys think has been the most intriguing story from the NBA bubble? My name was first on the list, but I'm, I'm gonna pass it around. Let's let's skip and come back to me last. But you okay? gotta throw it. Who you throwing it to? You gotta throw right, it. I'm, I'm gonna throw it to, to Mr. Head Coach himself. The Gator fan. Me? You take it over, Kel. <laughs> All right. So I know I was supposed to talk about Damian Lillard, but after he dropped 61 on the Mavericks, damn that. I had to call an audible. So what I did, the Phoenix Suns surprised their players with a video with their family members announcing their names. And as the videos progressed, you can see how emotional those guys got. So I'm going with that. Damn you, Dame Lillard. But hey, <laughs> but before I before I throw it to somebody else. B. Jones, do you mind if I give a trivia so somebody else can get a shirt and I put it on it? That's cool. That's cool. All man. right. So with, with Damian Lillard, y'all know that he has three games this season of 60 points. It's only two players to do that in history. Who was the other player? I if know the get, answer. If you can get that right, we'll send you a shirt. What's the question? Repeat the question for, for the story. All right. So in NBA history, it's only been two players that have scored 60 points three times in a season. Give us number one. Dame is number two. Give us number one. Okay. All right. Got Should be an easy one. All right. Yeah. Who are you throwing the ball to, Casey? Man, I'm going to throw it to uh, Miss KD since her man can make those one-handed catches. Let me, let me see how her hands are. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Not that she did this. What do you I know. She's trying to catch a crazy. Yeah, he only used two fingers, remember? That's the same circumference as a highlight. Miller highlight. That's right there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know what balls you. Never mind. I do. Whoa. Hello. Okay, y'all. So for me, it is Draymond Green, but I don't want to unpack it until we get to the Manhattan Project a little later on in the show. So I'm going to throw the ball to who wants it? Who wants it? Pam, you want it? <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. Now, okay. my interesting story from the bubble was when the dude left. I don't know his name, y'all, but he left to go to the funeral and ended up Lou Williams. He said he was getting hot wings. Now he 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 went to get the hot wings, but what happened was it was backed up in the kitchen. So he decided to take a seat in the VIP section, have a couple drinks, throw a couple ones while his hot wings were being prepared. So it's interesting because I don't know how he didn't think that was gonna get out. So best hot wings in the city. In the well, yeah. In the hey, city. one of my boys, he's actually gone. Or he said, "Say KT." Those wings are amazing because he's he was, you know, messed up. But he was like, man, let me try one of those wings. He said they were amazing. So I can't wait to go to Atlanta 
and just get some wings. wings just for the just wings, for the wings. No, gotcha. just for the wings all right well okay. Serge here let me drop the ball down there to you thank you thank you thank you so even though dame lillard dropped 61 on us yesterday i'm still gonna obviously want to talk about the Mavs because and it's really not just about the way they've been playing in the bubble and what i know is going to be looking forward to the fo- you know future years to come but i mean you can't really say that Luca hasn't been balling out of his mind. Obviously, he took the four months seriously and got in better shape. And it's almost like he's in already year three mode in these eight games. And so I'm looking forward to seeing him in the playoffs and see what he can do. Because if people followed his career when he was overseas, anytime the higher the stakes in the European leagues, the better he played. So this is going to be that opportunity for, I think, more people in our nation to really, really get a chance to see how great Luca is. And the dude just turned 21. So I'm going to have to go with Luca, Luca Magic. <laughs> All right. B. Jones? All right. Well, I wanted to go last because I'm about to say something extremely controversial. And I know the fans out there who are watching are going to probably call in by the droves. And I know my co-hosts, the guys here, are probably going to frown up on this statement. But my what I've been impacted by watching is that I think we are seeing a changing of the guard of who is going to be the main in the NBA going forward. So I am highlighting NBA performances and my top five is changing. And I'm about to give my top five right now. And this is where, this is where the problem is going to come in. Number one, I'm going to stick with LeBron. Number two, I am going with Kawhi. And number three, I am going to roll with, you know what? I'm going to go with, uh, I've kind of on the fence with Giannis. Uh, you know what? I'm going with KD. I'm going with Kevin Durant. And number four is where this is going to change because now all of a sudden, Luka Doncic is one of the best players in the NBA. And I don't think, I think that you have to put him on the same pedigree with him and Giannis. And I'm going to give him a tie. But number five is Damian Lillard. A Harden and Curry have been bumped from my top five. Okay. The only thing with Lillard, B. Jones, I want to say, I want to see him do that against the Clippers. Bruh, my That's top five I is based see. on one thing. It's being unguardable. Those five players that I just talked to you about, or six, I guess, because I tied it up at 4A, 4B, they unguardable, bro. No, I, no I agree with you, but I'm just I want to see. Back it up against the Clippers because you already threw I, that game. That that boy is a dog. And I, oh, I yeah, he feeling. is. And on top of that, I do want to say a shout-out to Michael Porter Jr. TJ Warren has been in Fuego this entire tournament. Devin Booker has went 35-35-35 back to back to back to back, which he's probably going to be the Sports Life Talk Athlete of the Week this week. But I'm just telling y'all, the NBA performances, we are going to see this translate outside of the bubble. And that's, that's, that's my storyline. I like 2021 NBA. I'm looking forward to it. I like that take, man. I like it. All right, y'all. So I just want to point out that Scoop wanted to know who was the leprechaun in the green. <laughs> <laughs> I would say something, but you know, fight go with it after you say that. <laughs> man, All right, we're a rated PG on. show, man. Right. Let's get into some headlines. So this Saturday night, we have the UFC 252, which features a big heavyweight trilogy. All right. So I know, Serge, this is your thing. So in the main event, tell us about the winner take all fight for the two accomplished gladiators. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So we have Mr. Daniel Cormier versus Stipe Miocic part three. And the first time Daniel Cormier won, second time Stipe Miocic won. And looks like these guys are kind of headed into retirement. And since Stipe has been holding on to the title for basically almost a year now, Dana White, as smart as he is, 
even with COVID and everything, he's done a great job with marketing and things like that. Put this main event on. It's rumored that both of these guys are going to retire. This is going to be their last fight. So they're going to leave it all on the line. So I'm excited to see this fight because the previous two fights have been super intense. There's no lallygagging. There's no rest time. There's These guys aren't running around. I mean, it's going to be a straight-up brawl. So I'm looking forward to seeing who's going to win. I personally, I'm going to go with Cormier. I just think that because he's more accomplished, he's got the more experience. I'm just going to go with him on this fight. So with that being said, KT, who do you think is going to win this fight? All right. So in the first fight, DC was able to get in on him and, you know, really work him. And that's how he won. Now, in the second fight, DC was winning. But once, how do you pronounce his name? Steve That guy, when he realized he started can go to the body, and DC just folded. And that's how he won. So I'm going to go with... Mio. I'm trying to, yeah, yeah, I'm going with him. I'm going to go. I want to say DC, but I'm going to go with him. I thought you was trying to freeze again. No, I was trying <laughs> to see did I want to really go with DC or not. Now, this is me freezing. <laughs> Good job. Good job. I cannot. All right. Katie, who do you have? So I'm not really a big fan of UFC fighting. It's a little much for me, and I can't handle watching it's too it. too much blood. Yeah, and then like the the whole gated in thing. I don't know. It's just it's just really like, no, more doors. no more. Yeah, doors. <laughs> no. So I I'm gonna start with B Jones, my my fellow LSU friend. Hey Kevin, we need a siren to go off, and we need like confetti to drop as soon as the words LSU hit the show, and it's like a prize, like bang, you know. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much, KD. You made my yeah. life easier today, and so, because I, of that, I'm gonna represent us both well, and I'm gonna okay. tell you that DC is going to get the clean sweep. Why? Because guess where DC is from? That boy is born and bred from the mud. He's straight out the soil. He drunk his water out the Red River. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Daniel Cormier is from Louisiana. Stand up, my Louisiana. So eats at night, it's called eating supper. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I'm going to go with him, too, and that's because he has shirts at Dillard's. Hey, but you truly oh told him. Now, be honest, though. If you saw if you saw these two dudes like in the streets, you would look at it. You would think that Stipe would dominate him because I mean, oh, he, has a reach. he has a reach. But he's taller. He's yeah, like he... physically built, and Daniel Cormier just looked like he looked like me out there. He fluffy. No, I mean, he looks like a Russian mobster. That's what he looks like. He hey, I mean, he does, don't he? Like he should have been in John Wick. Yeah, he's big, huge. I mean, he can fight. Don't get me wrong. He's agile for his size too. But Cormier, it just I just think that he has more experience, and I really just don't think that Cormier would want to come out and fight because it's been a while since he fought if he really didn't think that he had a legitimate chance of winning the fight. So that's why I'm picking him. All right. Hey, uh, hold, hold up, Pam. Scoop just said that the Cowboys got Everson Griffin. So we just bolstered our defensive line even more. Yeah, no, because somebody else can't get reinstated. No. So you need oh, I thought he was saying that. No. Okay, yeah, he did ask a question. I, I hope we did. Yeah, that's going to be messed up if y'all get Everson Griffin. Ooh, All right, so... Breaking news, breaking news. We have breaking news. B. Jones, give us the breaking news. Well, apparently the Cowboys have reached a deal with, with Everson Griffin, the former Vikings defensive star. At defensive end will now replace a roster that is bolstered by Demarcus Lawrence, Gerald McCoy, Alden Smith, and Ty- Tyrone Crawford. And if Randy Gregory gets reinstated, this is probably going to be the most deadliest oh. defensive line in the NFL. 
Bree Jones, you did a lovely job on that, but I don't know why she let Yo. you break down Cowboys news. But hey, hell of a job. You did mention Poe too, right? Yeah, I ain't even mentioned Don Terry. And we got Poe as well. And Randy Gregory's already talking about he's not going to get reinstated. That's why he's complaining and whatever. Well, hey. The it, only it, reason I threw it to B. Jones was because it looked like I could see in his glasses he had already pulled the story up. So that's no, no, I did. No, I did. great job. And B. Jones killed it. Great Absolutely. job, man. He did. Yeah, I'm, he I'm pretty upset about I know, man. Well, I mean, I'm 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 a co-host of the greatest show on this side of the Mississippi, first and foremost. So uh, I got I got to be impartial when it so comes to stuff like this. Good. But once once we get off the air, I promise you, I won't be happy about this. Oh well, great job, man. Because I'm not <laughs> all I'm right, feeling so all bias. I have one question before we wrap up the UFC headline. So apparently, you know, this is a big fight. Both of them want to win it. It's their last one. It's, you know, each have won one. So it's like, who's going to come out on top? KT, who was the greatest athlete to go out on top, in your opinion? You know what? I had long or hard on this one. So I'm going to go with John Elway. Mm. I think he went on top back to back, right? Mm-hmm. He won back to back Super Bowl. And he was a Super Bowl MVP in his last game. So I'm going to go with John Elway. Can I get one in this one, Pam? You got two minutes. I mean, two seconds. I, hey, no. I was about to say, I, I, you can keep it shorter than that. Floyd Money Mayweather. Dude never lost a fight. He's still in shape. He went out on top with an undefeated record, something that will probably make him the pound-for-pound pound greatest fighter ever to live, to walk the earth, really. Wait, but what, who was his last fight with? Uh, he fought at that UFC fight with Conor, Conor McGregor. McGregor. He fought in the ring, but it was against a UFC champion, Conor McGregor. But that was really more of an exhibition. His last fight before that, I forgot was that it guy's Matisse? name, but no, nah, it, was, it, was, um, it was the Mexican guy. Was it the Mexican? No, yeah, he, no, it wasn't. Was it? Yeah, it was Mexican, uh, yeah. but it was it was the last fight after Pacquiao. I don't know why I can't think of that dude. Yeah, because that, that was a waste of a fight. That's what I was going to yep. say. That's they go out on top on a waste of a fight. There you go. All right, y'all. So time for the second headline. So how concerned should we be with the cancellation of college football? As of right now, we have the MAC has officially canceled. And on Monday, the Big Ten announced that they are officially postponed. So, Kevin, how does this affect the college sports landscape? So we had the Midwestern, somebody, they did too, as well as the Pac-12. It affects, it's just financially. That's why these schools want to play. Because if they have students and fans in the stands, that's how they make all their money. So it's all about revenue. And it's also affecting the other sports in college because college football is just a monster. And it helps supply all the other money they can put towards other programs. All right, B. Jones, you were saying this whole time. Yeah, B. Jones. They're going to play. They're going to play. They're going to play. Uh-uh. It's going down. College football. Get your... I'm from the mud. In the mud, we're going to play against LSU. We're going to play La Tech. We're just going to have a little circuit. So... You, got a lot, you got a lot of hate in your blood, KT. I but apologize. I'm you did great today. Sorry. And I'm going to tell you something, Pam. They still going to play. Don't get it twisted about those Yankees up north and them hippies out west canceling football. Down here in the south, we breathe and we bleed for football. And it's the truth of the matter. Going back to 2015, Ohio State played Oregon Ducks in the first college football playoff game. And since then, since then, it has been Alabama four times, Clemson four times, 
University of Georgia, and LSU. Teams above the Mason-Dixon don't play for nothing anyway. So they out there trying to read and go to Juilliard and all this other stuff. We play football down here in the South, and that's all it's about. So guess what? They will be playing football, even if they got to make some kind of mega conference. And I'm going to say this, and I know I'm, I'm approaching my one minute, but check this out. They are acting like kids can't get COVID outside of the bubble. If you put an insulated team and you put the facilities, you, you get the facilities clean, you create a sterile environment for this team of 85 and 50 or 60 staff members. They are actually in a safer place than we are. I'm walking to the grocery store right now and I still got people who are refusing to wear masks. So you're going to get COVID regardless if you play yeah, football. With that, Nick Saban had a good point. He said, okay, we can keep them safer in football. It's when they go on campus and a mixture of other kids come in. But but with that comment, he's saying that football is more important than education, too. Man, if it was up to Nick Saban and B. Jones, they would tell the kids to stay at home and just bring the football players on campus. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Wow. Exactly. Yep. All right. So, Serge, how will this affect the NFL draft and how teams do their scouting? I mean, it's going to impact, I mean, tremendously, because if, if you don't have tape to watch on players playing, I mean, you know, you're the only players you're going to really be able to watch are the guys in the Big 12 and SEC, which, mind you, most of the players that do come out in the draft, especially early, do come from those schools. But, I mean, take for some example like Justin Fields, you know, quarterback for Ohio State, like if he doesn't get to play, you don't get to. You do have tape from him from the last couple of years, but you still want to see what his progressions are so that you can translate that to the NFL. And then they may have to put your draft back. Obviously, some of the leagues who are canceling now or postponing, you know, are talking about maybe doing it in the spring. But either way, it's just going to be completely different. They better start getting to used to whatever virtual type of meetings that they can as to even working out, guys, just because it's going to be tough. And so you're really just going to be kind of in a crapshoot, just hope for the best and your scouts are going to do even deeper and deeper dive into work and the previous tape whether it's high school and or whatever college that they have gotten to play into your mode of thinking when you pick somebody yeah i agree with you serge it's, it's going to be some bust of some high draft picks just because of this yep. and, and even to go even beyond that you got kids who are now juniors and seniors in high school that can't get on a college campus because they shut the down so they can't even properly be recruited so right. we're going to see a large amount of talent go missed on every side and every aspect of the game so of course you guys know today was the first day of school shout out to Plano with sending their kids back. Well, actually we're doing virtual, but you know, my son is a senior this year. So luckily he had a fairly good season last year. So we were able to pull some highlights from that. They are practicing basketball after school every day. I'm assuming there's going to be a basketball season this year, but he's also doing AAU. We've had a couple tournaments so far. We have a big one coming up next weekend. And then we have, I think our last one, which is Gasso Great American Shootout in September. So hopefully I can get some good highlights from that. But I really it's difficult because we can't. This summer was supposed to be about college tours. We were supposed to do a whole lot of things and go to a lot of different places. And now it's just about sending out that video and, and trying to get coaches to look at where he was and what his potential is because you get better. Hopefully you get better as a player. And I think he's, he's doing some training with the coach. Now he's doing some more workouts and stuff. So I think he's going to get better, but hopefully coaches look at, at kids and maybe see the potential that they have since they have to go on pretty much, you know, what was going on last year. So are the tournaments any different now than they were before when you go yes. to these games? 
Yes. In what way are they different? So now when you go, so, you know, tournaments are usually in these sports complexes that have like six Multiple courts court. in them. Yeah. And so they're cleaning the benches after every game. So you can't really come in until like 15 minutes before your game starts. Once your game is done, they scurry you right on about the exit door. There's one way you come in and then there's another way you go out. You go out the exit door. They take your temperature when you're coming in. They have hand sanitizer. They do say to social distance, but that's not really happening. You're at a game sitting on bleachers. It's kind of impossible to do. Some people do bring their own chairs so they don't have to fool with the bleachers. And then they wipe down the ball and things like that. And you have to wear a mask, which is kind of hard for me because I can't yell like I need to and tell him to play defense or hustle up or whatever with this mask on. So I'm constantly pulling it down, yelling and then pulling it back up. So every oh, so you know, we're going to do whatever we can do to help you out, help y'all out. As far as like promotion. So send us videos and we'll post it on all our social media sites, yeah. on the personal sites. We got to get T to the league. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you know, can we get him to college first? <laughs> <laughs> we got to think big. He went straight to the league. Yeah, so, go to the G League, man. Right. So with the tournaments, I know y'all have had tournaments throughout this quarantine process. So has anybody tested positive that you know of? Not that I am aware of. Nobody on his team or anything that I'm aware of. I did just switch teams. So nobody that I know of on his team has. That was good. Anybody that we know personally. I mean, that means none of the coaches or the players, because they would have obviously sent out a memo or email or whatever right. people exactly. know. Now, so some of the facilities awesome. we have practiced in have closed because, like, when we were at Baylor, they closed because someone there had it, but none. it wasn't a player. Okay. Yeah. Jada's had tournaments, a couple of tournaments and a couple of games and scrimmages, and then we have two tournaments coming up in the coming weeks, but nobody, nobody has tested, so yeah. I think that's great. That's a- Awesome. Yeah, I know in middle school they canceled all tournaments, so we don't have any tournaments this year. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Okay. All right, y'all. So I guess it's time to move on to the drop. Wait, hold on. I got to do it. What, what's so up with the sound coming. effect? Is it water coming out? I mean, you know, the sound of air. It's the, it's the electrifying, the, you know, the electrifying drop. Right. B. Jones, well, what we, you got for us this we week? We actually. We, we got a, actually an electrifying drop. And I guess the first thing is I'm going to give breaking news to all of the SLT fans who is rocking with us tonight to let you know that in honor of Damian Lillard's 61-point performance, Adidas has announced that they are selling every one of his shoes, which are originally retailed at $110. You got until 2 a.m. Central Standard Time to purchase his shoes for $61 on the Adidas website. So that's first and foremost, whether you like basketball shoes or not, I might just order a patch just so I can say I, I got I was a part of the $61 promotion when yeah. Dame Lillard dropped hey, 61 You know what I mean? Off, man. Right. No, no, I can't off. support somebody that dropped 61 on the Mavs. No. <laughs> Oh, it was LeBron, a good game, okay? If it's LeBron, it was, it, I'm getting those. Okay. All right. So now the shoes that I'm most excited about is the Jordan Retro 5. These shoes are known on the streets by the name of Bel Airs. Why you ask, Pam? Because the Bel Airs is a rendition and a paying homage to Philadelphia's very own Will Smith, the shoes that he actually wore in the TV show 
the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. So it is a, a wacky color pair of shoes. They got purple and the lime green, all of those crazy colors that he used to wear. And they are probably going to be one of my top, I want to say top three, but I'm going to give myself a little bit of room to say at least one of my top five pair of shoes that dropped this year. So Scoop's saying they reversed Bel Airs because the original had, they were all dark gray. And so these are going to be the all white ones, but dope pair of shoes, must cops. They're going to retail at 190. So if you can Ugh. get in with the foot sites, yeah, you got to cop this pair. Somebody and, ordered, uh, get me a pair. I'm not that savvy on the, so somebody order me some. I, I'll cash app you. Oh no, tell them to do after pay for you. Just pay it every two weeks. After pay. Girl, yes. 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 Layway on uh, exactly. you know, 20 version. Until yep. you get up to six hundred dollars and you have to reevaluate your whole life, and you <laughs> you're doing too much. That's yeah, and then it just comes out automatically, so it's like better than layway because you know layway you have to go make them payments. You're right. Yeah, that's right. That's absolutely yep. right. All right, so I'll rush through music because we actually had a lot of new music came out, and I want to correct because I was I was checked this week about the Beyonce comment. The album that they had listed on Apple Music was the Lion King, but the the album that she dropped. Or that was Black is King. Black is King. All right. So y'all heard it first. We corrected it. B. Jones corrected it. Black is King by Beyonce came out last week. This week is Rod Wave Pray for Love Deluxe album. Jaguar by Victoria Monet. NLE Chopper is dropping uh Top Shotta. Blame it on Baby. The baby's dropping a deluxe album. I don't know if y'all ever heard of this cat called Amini. Amini. A-M-I-N-E. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They had that he, one song, uh, R&B, right? Caroline. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was anime. He, anime. Okay, that's it because yeah. it's got the little apostrophe over the E. Yeah, yeah anime. Yeah, that song goes he, hard. He, he dropped a new album called Limbo, and then to close it out, Jacob Lattimore is back on the scene with Leo Season and Hip Hop Bronson is dropped at albums with the self-name of Bronson. So big weekend music. If you're not a music fan, girl, I'm pretty sure KD, she like making these playlists. She'll make you a playlist so you can participate in the SLT walk-off challenge. I, li I like right. how you volunteering you, KD. Right. I know. Speaking yes. of KD, mm -hmm. it is time for the Manhattan Project. What you got yes. this week? Yes. Oh, time out. Time out. I do want to say <laughs> thank you, Scoop. I appreciate it. Whatever you can do. Go ahead. Yes, yes. So my wine of the week is, it is a Pinot Noir. I have the bottle right here. So I'm like, like really obsessed with the letter J, which is why my daughter's name starts with a J. So over during quarantine time, I said that any wines that start with a J, I'm copping. So I grabbed a bottle. It's just J. That's all it has on there. And it's a Pinot Noir. I haven't tried it yet, but this one is a it's flavors of dark cherry, raspberry, and lavender with notes of cinnamon and vanilla. So as soon as I try it, I will let y'all know. But if any of y'all are interested and want to try it before me, feel free and let me know what y'all think. Okay, so you save your bottles? No, I don't save my bottles because I don't have nowhere to put them at. So you got to save the bottles. a lot of room. Yeah, what's the purpose of saving the bottles? Tell me about that. I just yeah. asked. She said she likes bottles with well, the letter J. So that's why. Oh, I yeah. Right. No, I, I know. I save bottles. Yeah, I just take a picture of them and then keep them in my in my camera roll. Memory um, box. Yeah, so it's so crazy, y'all, because I don't know if ads pop up for y'all a lot. Like, I don't know if it's like a sign that y'all should buy something or, you know, just 
I don't know. So <laughs> this ad kept coming up for Glenn Levitt, the Caribbean Reserve. I guess it's a, yeah, it's Caribbean Reserve. So I decided to go to my favorite store, Total Wine & More. So I don't know where y'all like to shop at, but I suggest going to Total Wine & More because if there's something that y'all are looking for, you just search it on their site. And if you select the location that you're going to go to, it tells you exactly what aisle and what side, whatever item it is that you're wanting. And so it makes it so much easier to find stuff in there. Like Can't you, you also pay for it in advance and they already have it ready for you too? Yeah, you could do that too. So and make you, it very easy for the alcoholics. Yes. And yeah. like if I like if you if I want to surprise you, I could do a third party pickup and I'll order it and then set you up for pickup. So you just go and pick up your stuff. It's it's I love it. I love total wine and more. KD, can you show that bottle again? Yes. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's the, it's the twenty seventeen J Pinot Noir. Or Pinot Noir, however y'all say it. it. There we go. And we'll also, we'll have B. Jones put a picture of it on the website too. Yes. And then, so my drink of the week, it is called a Mai Tai. Regular Mai Tais are really good. This one is a little, it's like on the stronger side. So it is still kind of sweet, but it has that strong hit, you know, once you sip it. So it's about two ounces of the Glen Levitt Caribbean Reserve, about an ounce of lemon juice. And then it is called, I guess it's Orgate, Orgate syrup. It's some type of almond syrup. And at Total Wine and More, they make a brand that I have to put it on the website also. But it's a brand that's made, it's a special mix for Mai Tais. And then Triple Sec. So it's it, it gives you that Caribbean feel and then y'all really just need like one drink because it gets you where you need to be. And you so can go you to Aldi's and have that too, have the real Caribbean everything. Probably. KD, what's my garnishment for that? I can't have a drink. Yes, so the Where's the lemon wheel? Exactly. With the sprig of mint. Okay, so this one is, yeah, with a, yeah, a, yeah, there you go, B, say it again. It's an orange wheel, an orange wheel. Can I add a pineapple to it? Is it? Can I get a pineapple with it? Or? Yeah, you, you can throw a pineapple in there. The salt, sweet rim. You know, you yeah. gotta. <laughs> and then, like, if you want to be extra fancy, you can throw one of those cherries. You know, the are they called marchino? marchino? Yeah, marchino, whatever. Yeah, yeah marchino. Yeah, those and make it look really cute and like a little whiskey glass. Yeah. Okay, so did y'all watch the show, the latest episode of I May Destroy You? Yeah. I didn't get I didn't finish the last 10 minutes, but yes, I did. I'm caught up. Okay. That. So what I really liked about this show is the family, like how the she was with her family and it kind of took us back to so like it isn't new or her just being on drugs that she doesn't remember. Like she grew up not remembering stuff. I'm sure there's a reason why she tends to block things out. But I really did like the family vibe. The end was kind of weird when her friend, when she found out that her friend might be holding some secrets from her. I'm pretty interested in to see what's going to happen next or what are we going to find out next? Yeah, because I yeah. sure thought this was uh, the last episode. Everybody been telling us all week that uh, all <laughs> season that it right. was 10 episodes. And the way it went off, I was like, there's no way in hell this yeah. is the season finale. Because yeah. I'm going to really be That's pissed off. More. Right. Yeah. So, sorry, SLT Nation. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we, got two, we got two more weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I know we can move on. <laughs> yeah, I do want to say somebody referred us to watch P-Valley. It was so I, I'm officially caught up on P Valley. So I gotta start. 
Yeah, it's it's a really good show. I really hate that I didn't keep watching it from the beginning, but now I'm caught up and now I don't have nothing else to watch in the show. It has a really good storyline. But I will say this in defense of I May Destroy You because she's a very talented writer. I am going to stand by this project. I yeah. even got more excited. Like some of my views sort of changed a little bit after Kevin sent an article out this week saying that the young lady turned down a deal with Netflix because she didn't get the royalties and some of the stuff that she wanted to deal. And then of course, you know, to see an African-American woman blossom and, and thrive and get HBO to pay her what she wants. That was a cool side of the story. But as far as the writing of this, you can clearly see where she's going. As far as there are a lot of unseated, unpacked issues that we all have, like a trauma, like this sexual assault can only do more damage to something that's already there. Like it kind of, it was almost like somebody poked a hole and all of a sudden now the water's coming through, you know, as, as the water pumped through, the hole is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. This was just the beginning for it. And now you see all kind of issues she's having with the social media, with insecurity, with trusting her friends. I mean, she she don't even know when to cross the line. So it's, it's like it's like it's like what's happening now is actually just a trigger point of from what happened in the past. And now she's reflecting back to her past and it's like, man. I've been pretty much screwed up a lot in my life. You a know? whole lot, and yeah. I, I think there's a lot of people, and now because of, of all that happening, she's distracted from her, what she's trying to do as a profession because she's putting off doing her writing and turning in whatever she needs to. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what more truth about her, the story comes out next week because I got a, got a little preview of that towards the end of the episode. But like you're saying, sir, she's been scarred by a lot of people from her mom in the early days, seeing her dad have this auntie TL living in the house and mm -hmm. even her best friend, Terry. It's like she's being she's being like a, a death by a thousand yep. cuts. Yeah, it's death mm -hmm. by a thousand cuts. And we've seen it unfold. So, yes. y'all, one more thing about the show. When, you know, you said she turned down Netflix because she wasn't able to get royalties. Am I the only one that sees this face when she looked at the contract? You know how she has that, that, I don't know, it's like this face she makes, and she's like, she's like Yeah, that serious face, it's just. And her face, facial expressions are like unmatched, y'all. I just, I love it. But anyway. Hey, I went back and I finally saw the other episode, and man, she she went bad on Kwame, though. Y'all didn't tell me she went bad on Kwame at, at the Halloween paint thing. Man. Yeah, that yeah was, we did, we told you, and then she had to, she had to apologize later. She, she went bad that. on the doctor too <laughs> at the very beginning. She did. Yeah. yeah, she got full of herself. Yeah. So another thing for views, did y'all watch Cardi B and Meg The Stallion's web or what? Well, in this house. Yes, I did, and I want to say that I have a new appreciation for Meg The Stallion. Same. Oh, oh my gosh, Cardi B. I can't even look at her no more, man. Everything just looks. It doesn't even look real. It's just. They didn't do a real good job with that, so give me Meg the Stallion. You know, I'm, I'm on the I'm on the fence with this one because I actually like the video more than I like the song. Just to be real with you, it, the video was. was <laughs> hey, they did a great job with the choreography and the cinematography. Bringing in the snakes as an extra just added a, a sweet, subtle. And let's not let's glory. not. Let's not forget hair and makeup because they really did it. They oh, really did it with hair and absolutely. makeup. Wait a minute. Why are we talking about there was a song? Corey, I cannot with you. And, <laughs> yes, Corey, there was and a Kylie song. Jenner, too. 
Hey, sorry. They, they started a petition against Kylie Jenner. People are hot yeah. about Kylie Jenner being in the video. Why? That's just people just right. have nothing else to do. Hey, man, we live in 2020. Pick anything that you can just to have an argument have about me. or want to be petty about. That's all it is. I mean, I'd have picked like Beyonce or something being in the video, but I mean, Kylie ain't bad. Yeah, or... definitely. But Kylie, Kylie is bad. I just didn't see. She just didn't belong in this video. They she did just, not. Yeah, we could have put, put her in a different video, not this one, but I guess whatever. Normani closed the show strong. I yeah. love, I love her. Her dancing is so amazing. Yeah, yeah, Meg, Meg Stallion is amazing. You're right. Meg was, was this like a, a Willy Wonka chocolate factory type theme or something? Or was it yeah. a fun house? Yeah, what, what it was fun the house. Fun house. Okay, and it oh. sure looked like the video was shot before she was shot. Of course, yes. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say that her foot wasn't. Her, I was her, looking uh, at her feet like. Yeah, too, I was like, uh. <laughs> her pink toe was gold. <laughs> You're so crazy. All right, so now we're gonna talk about Draymond Green. So as y'all know, he was fined quite a bit. Fifty. Of, yeah, fifty thousand. Yeah, fifty thousand for tampering because of comments that he made about Phoenix Suns guard Devin Booker while he was serving as a TNT analyst. So I feel like. I feel like he shouldn't have gotten fined for voicing his opinion, but maybe y'all can kind of break it down as to why he was tampering. Well, I don't know. They like, can say that, okay, he's he's trying to get the team, but if you're going to let NBA players or football players go on these shows as analysts, you got to let them speak their mind and speak the truth. Everybody knows that Devin Booker needs to get away from Phoenix. He's not going to win there. Reason why they just had what? How long has uh, Aiden been there? Two years? This is No, yeah, it's the second year. This second year, mm-hmm. some organizations right now, they just don't have it. And if, if you want to be a superstar and win, B. Jones, I see your face. But you know, you know, um, you got to get to another market. Everybody's not like Dame Lillard, where he's there for the grind. What though? Yeah. Everybody should be like Dame. It come a point to where I was disappointed that Dame didn't leave Portland, but he's showing me that if you are a truly a generational type talent, you stay where you are and you make the team, man. Because Chicago wasn't all that great of a playing town before Mike got there. And Lakers was during a downswing before Kobe and Shaq partnered up. Make the team, make it great, man. Hey, if Devin yeah. Booker get pulled right people he can make something happen because i guarantee you the mass have been trying to repeat that 2009 success over and over was a 2011 success over and over, yeah. and over again guess what luca then came to town and now we believe it's possible luca don't have to leave dallas to go i mean it's all about you making making it great where you are bro yes exactly i think obviously he shouldn't have been fine for what he said i think when like you said when you go on other tv shows you should be able to answer questions when somebody else is asking you. Now, if he said like, yeah, I want him on the Warriors or I hope our team trades for him, that's different. But he that's not what he said. Now, I don't agree that because if Dirk can do it, then I believe anybody can do it. You're a generational talent. You stayed and you stayed and you stayed. We didn't have any other quote unquote superstar players on our team. And who's to say that somebody wouldn't sign in Phoenix or they don't hit right in the lottery or they're able to use the lottery pick and another player to go get another superstar to play alongside Devin Booker. So there's no, I mean, he's only in, I believe what year five. So I feel like he has so many years ahead of him that you can't just say that he doesn't belong there. Well, you know, where do you want to put him? Like you want him to just jump on another team. As long as he goes to a market that maybe hasn't won, it would make sense that that way. But other than that, I think he should stay there and develop exactly what Damian Lillard is doing. 
Because at the end of the day, like, I think you'll get a lot more respect for staying and trying like Dirk did. And especially even after failing in 2006, you know, coming back, it took five years after that to actually win a championship. And he was still, quote, unquote, the only superstar on the team. Yeah, we had some great players like Jason Terry and Jason Kidd, Sean Marion, but the team was Dirk Nowitzki. B. Jones is probably still harboring feelings towards Anthony Davis leaving. So that's why no, he's I'm probably not. feeling no, like I'm that. No, I'm not, man. No, no, I'm not. But you you are right. In hindsight, uh, see, the Anthony Davis situation is totally odd because we don't have a Zion if we have an Anthony Davis. Remember, we made some of those moves we made, and I think the NBA kind of threw us a bone with that lottery. They say it's a lottery, but that thing felt as rigged mm-hmm. as could possibly yeah. be. Just like, mm-hmm. just like with Davis Cleveland and LeBron. One thousand <laughs> So I'm okay with Anthony Davis leaving. I felt I felt like he was a little too big for <laughs> spotlight to be the super to be the main player. <laughs> Pam, why it's got to be me every time you try to mute? I, 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 I said to you. <laughs> we didn't talk about this for five minutes. Shut up. All right, all right. <laughs> we was just we trying to Amy, participate stop, with the Manhattan Project. Him back in with these questions. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> It's okay. As the host of the show, I need to rein y'all in sometime. There you go. Okay, so if y'all want to continue this conversation, follow me on Instagram. Go to my link tree on there. I have all of our links for our website. Also, I created an entanglement playlist that we told y'all about last episode. I included some of the songs that y'all mentioned. Also, the listeners, y'all being the listeners. Yeah. So that's all I got for the Manhattan Project. Any drinks of the week or wines of the week, if y'all are interested in what I've talked about previously, go check out the website. Link in bio. (laughs) Link in bio. Don't don't check the Manhattan Project till Saturday. We're going to redesign the whole Manhattan Project (laughs) these next 48 hours. So come check us out on Saturday. Yeah. All right. So now that we only have two minutes left. We got as much time as you want. Let's rock. Let's talk about some uncut gems. So last week, the question was if you saw your mate or your friend's mate out with someone else, would you tell them? So I don't know if any of you had the chance to go read on the website, but I posted a great story about that. I kind of had a a little situation pop up that I was involved in. (laughs) Why are y'all laughing so hard? We read it. Cause I've read it, and this is great theater. This is this is why you to- tune in. This is why you tune in and wait to the end of the show. Because going forward, uncut gems is gonna be off the hook. I'm telling you. So you want me to tell you what the story is, or you just want me? Y'all want I personally, to- you got three minutes. Read your uncut gems. It was a great biography. <laughs> okay, so I'll give y'all the short version of it. I had a friend that was getting a divorce from her husband. And so during this time, she kept dogging him out. He was this, he was sorry, he was lazy, his mama wasn't nothing, all of this stuff. Like dogged him, his whole family out, right? So, I mean, talked about the manhood and everything. Matter of fact, it went so far that she was actually kind of living with another man. Her and her husband, soon to be ex, were still sharing a house until like the divorce was final. So I had a Christmas party one year (laughs) and she was there. Another friend of mine was there and she was telling me, my other friend. So I'll use this hand for the friend that's married and I'll use this hand for the other friend. She was there and she started telling me about a date she had gone on. And I'm like, she's talking and I'm like, wait a minute, what's his name? And it just happened to be this friend's husband. 
Okay. So I was like, oh, well, by the way, that's her soon to be ex-husband. And she was like, no, 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 don't say anything. You know, it was just one date. So she ended up going out on a total of two dates with this guy. Okay. She didn't want me to say anything because she didn't. Because she didn't know if it was serious. Come to find out he wasn't ready to date because she said all he did was talk about the drama and everything he was going through with his soon to be ex-wife. All right. So that was in December. Fast forward to April. I completely forget all about everything. So I'm having a conversation with the married friend and she's like, girl, I went through his phone and he'd been talking to this girl and he'd been on dates. And I was like, oh, you know what? As a matter of fact, he went out on a date with one of my friends and she was like, oh, well, is it this one? Cause I, oh y'all. So she had been going through his phone. I don't even know why. Why are you, you don't even like the man. Why are you going through his phone? I guess she wanted to make sure that he was not having as much fun as what she was. So she had gone through his phone, found my friend, all that stuff. That was in April. So then in June, I had a birthday party. I like to throw a lot of parties. And so my married friend knew that this girl was going to be here, even though that this girl had no longer been dating her husband for like six months now. So here comes my friend to a sports bra with this tight black dress on and these heels. I guess she was trying to make sure she looked good in front of this other girl. I don't know, because everybody else had on like jeans and like casual clothes. <laughs> she dresses up like she's going to a dinner party. So anyway, that party ended. So the next day on a group chat, this girl starts going off about loyalty and how I was, now mind you, this is six months later, about how I was unloyal to her because I didn't tell her that my friend had gone out on two dates with the husband that she didn't even like anymore. She dogged him out, his penis out, his mama out, his everybody in the family out. But you're mad because I didn't tell you that he went out on two dates with a friend and she didn't even like him. Like, so I just wanted to know, was I wrong for not telling her? I did tell her. I just told her four months later. Why are you mad about it? Like six months later. Okay. Six as far as long. being a friend from one to 100, 100 being a, the highest, where do you rank your friendship with this woman? We were, I mean, we were cool, but I mean, my- One through 100, rank it. It was probably like a 40, but then the other girl well, that no, went on the date no, with her 40, husband- 40, I ain't telling you nothing. Yeah, right? I ain't telling you nothing. No. I mean, it wasn't that serious. Now, I exactly. will say that if they had actually started dating and really getting together, I might've said something, but she was legit. Thank you. It wasn't yeah, my- Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay. So that was that was. <laughs> hey, hey, Callie J, you ain't even heard the best stories. I know you I have heard a lot the best of stories. So that was last week's uncut gem. So if you want to read like my version, pretty much of the story, you can go on there and read that rated R version. It's up. It's up on the website. <laughs> so uh, we gotta make. Hey, we gotta make time. We making time for this every week now. This is too <laughs> oh, yeah. So this week's question is. Oh, wait. Is it really a question, B. Jones? It's a question. Yeah, you can, can put it in a question, but it's a comment. It a it's, it's, it's really a, a comment. It's an opinion type comment. It's an opinion. Yes. So Man. you can give your opinion. The The comment is only a fool would spend $100 or more for a first date. Mm. Mm. I can't wait to comment on this. In this house, there's some holes in and this And I want that other person that said that ain't too much. They better comment too on it. Okay, well, let me just say this. It ain't tricking if you got it. <laughs> that is true. But like I said... Kevin, right now, though, right now, they call you up and they say, Halle Berry watched the show last week. She wants to sit down and meet with you. The only thing is you got to pay for it. How much money are you spending on Halle Berry at that dinner, bro? Exactly. Jones, that is the stupidest question you could ever ask me. I'm 
my whole count gone. <laughs> Come on, Matt. Now, if it's just a regular person, if I, like, hey, like I said off air, if it's somebody regular and it's the first day and it's 100, it's going to be some under the table action. You know what? Okay. So I will be posting my comment on that. And I'm going to say it's probably not what you think it is, but I'm going to be posting my comment on that. I'll type it up tomorrow. Send it to me, Jones. He can get on the website. But I want to hear the, I want to hear guys and girls' opinions because I, I really want to hear what the guys have to say because more than likely the guy, you know, is the one paying on the first date, I would I would assume, you know, just depends. But I'd love to hear the guys' opinions. I will be giving y'all my answer tomorrow. And then I'll tell y'all a story next week because I got a good story about that. I can't wait. All can't right. wait. <laughs> All right, y'all. So B Jones. Do you have a heat this week? Yes, yes, we do. So we could have went a lot of different directions with this. We got sports back. So there have been a lot of heroic performances on and off the court. There's an MMA fighter that I'm probably going to tell you all about next week. And then this week, we got introduced to the first African-American slash India woman to be a vice president with Joe Biden. No matter what your political party is or who you vote for, that's still revolutionary type news that she deserves a yeet. But I'm going to go simple. For the first time in history, I'm going to give a two-time yeet. And I'm going back to where we started before COVID. This week, teachers all across America went back into a school that's infested with all these snotty-nosed kids. And they are putting their bodies on the line. And it's the thing. They are going up there with these people and then bringing it home to their families. And so it's a tremendous sacrifice because they're not giving people medicine. They aren't healing people. They're just educators. And they're just like you and me. And they're trying to do the best that they possibly can. So if you are a teacher, or you an educator, or a coach, or anybody that's trying to make a living and help the world, raise the world, essentially, is what you're doing. Stand up, you know, and I want to give you, from behalf of the SLT Nation, the second time, a yeet. Yeet! Yeet! yeet. And that does include our very own Coach KT over there, even though I don't really think he teaches anything. I don't even really think he works at a school. I think he just lying to all of us. But he says he's a teacher. Pam, I will not let you downplay my credentials. I had to pay for that test. And pay, ain't that crazy? You got to pay for a test to be a teacher. Uh, well, thank you, Kevin. Thank you for doing what yes. you do, man. Thank you. Thank you. We, we thank you for and by your own supplies. <laughs> you mad or not, bro? <laughs> no, I'm good. I love teaching. All right, y'all. So that concludes our show. We went over a little bit, but y'all are already lit in the comments about my question for this week. So make sure y'all take that on over to the website tomorrow because I got to hear all of this. So two minute warning. Anybody have any real quick shout outs they want to do this week? I'm going to shout y'all out. Y'all have been doing an amazing job making sure that each and every one of us is doing our part to make sure that this podcast goes smoothly every Wednesday. So I just want to thank y'all. Y'all are giving me something to live for, something to look forward to. So I just want to thank y'all and tell y'all that I love y'all and I'm sending all my virtual hugs in my 13 jersey. Hey, what? I got a shout out to the SLT Nation. We are growing. We officially hit over 600 followers on IG. Hey. We climbing. We taking it 
And we're going to do something, of course, very special when we hit that thousand and each milestone after that. So just be ready for that. We we really are ready for everything to open back up so we can host events and have you guys attend and do all of that other broadcast live at different places. But, you know, until then, we do appreciate your support. And for our regular scoop, Callie, Corey, Coach is not on here tonight, but for everybody that joins us every week and stays in the comments and keeps us laughing and going, we really appreciate y'all. And, and I want to give Thank a sh- shout out to everybody that watched the show last week. Last week, we didn't bring it like we normally did, but I hope we made up for it this week and thank y'all for sticking around and we're only going to get better. Hey, that's right, man. Great show. Serge, you got something? Nope, not this week. Hey, Serge. Hey, Serge. <laughs> I'll say it for all of us. Why did you get excited when she said they sell that curry chicken over there at Aldi? <laughs> no, no, no. It no, I said goat. Curry. Oh, yeah, the goat curry. Okay. You well, you, you perked up. No, before on the pre-production, I said go curry because I actually made go curry a couple of days ago. Okay. And okay. I told him the only way I would eat is if he didn't tell me it was goat. Like, he'd have to say, hey, Pam, taste this chicken. That's so I guess I'll just give myself a shout out for cooking some goat curry. That's cool. <laughs> hey, Kevin, this your last chance to say go Tigers live on air. Hey, <laughs> Scoop, man, I'm representing the Mavericks, man. You Don't you like the Mavericks? Stop hating on the green. God All right, y'all. No, I don't have a shout out this week. Shout out to the lady that did my hair last minute, because if y'all had seen me around one o'clock today, you would have been looking like DMX. No, I would have been. <laughs> oh, speaking of DMX, tonight they're doing the Chronicles That's of right. Brothers. Are y'all watching it? I'll catch a repeat. Yeah. And, and why you didn't talk about the two chains versus Rick Ross? You disrespected the whole versus. Look, I didn't. Look how you, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't it wasn't watch. that amazing, apparently. No. So. Yeah. Yeah. Shout, shout out to the future quarantine bay of Miss Gemini Jones. Yes. Shout out to future quarantine bay. Even though quarantine is over, she about to quarantine with you. <laughs> hey, keep sending the flowers. <laughs> on that keep note, Jay. Hit the music. Hit hey, the we're going to real fast.